Well, hello, this is Jordan Shapiro from the second Wellness from Within podcast. And today we are interviewing Dr. Rhonda Cole, who's the Associate uh, Section Chief of Gastroenterology and Hepatology at the DeBakey VA in Houston, Texas. And so I'm going to hand the mic uh, over to her and uh, we'll go through a series of questions as we did in the first podcast. So Dr. Cole, the first question is, um, at the end of a rough day, what are some things that you do to recharge? I think at the end of a rough day, what I do is try to evaluate the day, try to determine what made it rough, where did it go wrong, and then try to target those areas so that there won't be other rough days. There's always some things that you could modulate, could have done differently, should I have started earlier, should we address the patient's needs a little quicker or whatever. Because the main thing about a rough day is that you don't have to be a repetition. So anything that you're able to change, you'll do those types of things as well. But I will say for my own benefit, I always have a nice ice cold Dr. Pepper. Perfect. Um, how about during a, during a difficult day? You can't escape. You have to. You have several more hours of work. What are some things you do in the short term to try to uh, make it through a difficult day? Well, usually what I do, I have to come to my office and close the door because usually I have an open door policy and my office door is open. So during the break, because there's always time to get a break, I always come in and I try to take what I consider to be a power nap. Now, a power nap to me is just five minutes of clearing my mind of what's going on. I actually don't get a chance to go to sleep for real because beepers and phones and things of that sort. But I kind of isolate myself and just get a time out where I can rest and just have nothing on my mind about the day or gastroenterology or anything like that and try to focus on something outside of the day or outside of the hospital that I can focus on. And I find that if I can do that for five minutes, it will rejuvenate me. If I can get in 15 minutes, it feels as if it's been eight hours. So I kind of have, over the years, developed that 15 minutes is like eight hours. Perfect. Um, how about what makes a great day a great day? A great day for us here at the Micro Eatsbake VA is when we don't get any complaints and we don't have people writing and asking us why this and why that. But seriously, what makes a great day is when everyone has served the veteran well and we've completed a very busy schedule within the time frame. See, one of the interesting things here is that we can have 500 patients or we can have five patients. We finish at the same time. So a great day is when we've done 50 patients, which is kind of my goal, and we finish and no one has become irritated or no doctor has had to leave on the emergency the nurses aren't clamoring the techs aren't upset etc and more importantly when the veterans can leave and I can go out to an empty waiting room at 4 p.m. and realize that we've served everybody that makes a great day and no meetings with the boss Great. Um, if you could change one thing at the system-wide level what would that be the thing I would probably change is the idea of what we do in gastroenterology. Because we're cloaked in here and because we start early and we finish late, no one actually has an idea what goes on in gastroenterology. So we're always up against RVUs and false numbers and where people say, well, heck, there's a million people waiting for colonoscopies. I don't know why they can't do those this weekend. I don't think anyone realizes what goes into the preparation, the teaching, the training. So I, and we don't have time to go to the meetings where everyone sits at the table and discusses what goes on. So I think if one thing could change, if we had the flexibility to change the mindset of the administrative overall chief of staff and director of the hospital, and let them know how important GI is, and also offer them a free colonoscopy as well. That's a wonderful bargaining chip. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, if, if you could choose one thing to tell your prior self uh, when you were beginning a journey in academic medicine, what would it be? What would that piece of advice be? I think the most important I could tell my fry, fry, prior self, thinking of frying, I must be hungry. But anyway, one thing I would tell myself is to really protect your time for research. What happens when you're a clinical researcher, you start doing more and more clinical, more and more clinical. And then one day you'll look up in all the projects that you wanted to complete, weren't completed, and your time has been taken away with administrative stuff. So of course, when I'm the chief, a lot of that is in meetings. So I would say fiercely protect any time that you want to do research. You can always do clinical stuff, even when you're 100 years old, but there's going to come a time when research won't interest you. So when you want to do research, you want to publish, you want to get all that out, just, just be dedicated to that and say, hey, you know, nope, this is my time for that. Because you can always scope somebody at any time. 24 hours we're available to scope. But you know your brain shuts down on doing projects about 10 p.m. So is that another offer for free endoscopy? Yes, of course. Perfect. Anytime. Um, and then what is one or a few hobbies and interests outside of work that you have that help you to remain balanced? Well, I always really wanted to be a writer, um, but my father told me after Yale education, I better have a real job so I can't write. But I really put my passion into my church. I'm an active member of my church, and I use my writing skills to make plays and uh, have the kids do skits and different other things. And so I like to do that. I always have them on some type of little mission to write a paper or give me a book report or something of that sort. So I use those hobbies as well. My other hobby is to pretend that I want to know how to cook. So right now I'm in the process of baking cookies. Even as we sit here, at least my butter is melting on the kitchen counter. But I always like to look at Pinterest and think of all these projects and different little cute things to cook and things of that sort. And that takes it away. I mean, those are the, those are the woman things. And then I'm an avid movie person. There's nothing like a great movie in the movie theater. Not the fire stick, not at home. I want to sit in the movie theater, smell that popcorn, and see it on the widescreen. So I always make sure that I go look at every Denzel Washington movie, and then others as I see fit. Who's Denzel Washington? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, wrapping up, um, what we've been doing at the end of this, we're calling this a podcast relay in that you get to choose who we interview next. So we've heard from Dr. Hare. Uh, you're our, our second interview. Um, who would you like us to interview next? I think you should interview Dr. Natalia Califf, right. who's new to our section and has some great ideas. Even though she didn't have the, the luxury of attending a real Ivy League at Yale University, such as myself, she hails from Harvard, the other one. So you can talk to her and she'll have a great perspective. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. That wraps up our second Wellness from Within podcast. And uh, we look forward to you listening to the future ones. Take care.